Hello and welcome to season three of this AFL Life. Uh, we didn't necessarily make it through 2017 to- <laughs> completely unscathed, <laughs> uh, but we're back, uh, which I'm really happy about. Uh, I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined by my co-host Julia Kiera. Hi, Al. And Megan McDonald. Hey, Al. C- correct pronunciation. Yeah, well done. It's Megan. Megan. Like Megan Markle. Mm-hmm. Do you not pronounce the H, Meghan? Oh, I know. <laughs> Meghan. <laughs> Starting from now. So on Tuesday, we Julia and I attended the AFLW season launch. We sure did. Now, JC, you had a bit of a starring role. Well, sometimes when you get a text message, you just <laughs> need to say, absolutely, I will. And, you know, you'll get a free meal out of it or free little smoothies in jars um yes so uh it was in a a warehouse on whitehall street in footscray um trucks bundling past and you walk in and you think you're on like a i don't know you're about to go to the grammys um and yeah so the the aflw captains for this year were kind of presented to the crowd of um media people various important people in women's footy history and um, the theme was inspire and each captain could invite someone along that inspired them and um, Dee Pierce had texted me um, a week earlier and asked if I could be her person so I went along to that it was great. (laughs) Now Meg did you tune in? I hope my boss doesn't listen, but yes, I live-streamed it while I was sitting at my desk. <laughs> Just, yeah, had a little look. I, if I place my phone right in front of me, my boss sits behind me, so he couldn't see that I was watching it on the uh, screen. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, good. Live-stream worked a treat. Um, so, people that did tune in, Daisy did reference your battle with cancer last year, and that's probably partially why we... We're off the air for for yeah, a large chunk of the guys. year. Sorry, guys. How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, we're so glad to have you back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Look, to be honest, there just wasn't much to talk about. Like apart from that great, you know, VFLW Grand Final, State of Origin, all that. What else we would have talked about week to week, really? Al. Um, <laughs> so I just thought I'd take a break, have some aggressive cancer treatment, <laughs> you know, huge surgery and stuff, and just give everyone a rest. Nah. Yeah, look, it was a pretty shitty year last year. Not not, not going to uh, sugarcoat it. Cancer's not fun, but um, here now, raring to go with AFLW. Feeling good just in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, 2017 was kind of a shit show, <laughs> punctuated by some really awesome things. Yeah. Um, AFLW being one, mm. uh, a certain club winning the VFL Premiership being another. Mm. Marriage quality. <laughs> and then just... Trump. I was going to say then Trump. <laughs> yeah. uh, terrible Australian politics. <laughs> yeah, look, it was it was definitely a shit here, but I I did you know I was pretty unwell, and so I I spent a lot of time in bed on the couch watching TV on my phone, rah rah rah, and um, you know, as a as a spectator, what was happening last year was pretty amazing in terms of women women in the world. Women in sport, you know, was obviously pretty amazing, starting with AFLW and I I spoke heaps last season about um, what I felt 
I saw transforming in the way that um, strong women were being portrayed through AFLW. We had the Southern Stars. Mm. We had the Matildas just being kind of the most exciting. Sam um, Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr, yeah. The the most kind of exciting Australian team to watch. Mm. Much more than the Socceroos. Oh, my God, Um, And, you know, in any sport. Um, And then, of course, you know, we've had – that Me Too movement, that Time's Up movement, lots of women really kind of coming along this journey. And, I, you know, a, a few years ago I know that there was a, something in, in the in the water or something where, where women would say, well, I'm not a feminist but. Mm. And I really feel like that's changed. I think that there's something happening. I think Me Too has been really powerful in this in that more women are kind of coming to understand I'm not a feminist but. And walking that back and saying, no, I am a feminist or I, I do understand now what what has been spoken about in terms of the way that women are oppressed and so on. And it's been really amazing. And so now to kind of go on that whole journey for a year and come back into AFLW again now, um, it's going to solidify that for a lot of girls and women. Yeah. I don't know what you guys no, reckon. I agree on two points because I think we've – you and I have spoken about actually now having strong woman fatigue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from having nothing our whole lives. We've been inundated with yeah. images of strong women and it, we don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, and it's probably, I mean, it's not probably, it's part of the reason why I started Change Your Game and, you know, our quest for gender equality. I really think sport has played a really pivotal role in the Me Too movement. Mm. There was a huge um, – you know, obviously, Serena Williams is massive in the States. Um, the U.S. national soccer team, women's soccer team, um, really took it up to their soccer federation about equal pay. And I think sport has really led the way mm. and opened the door for it. So, I totally agree. Yeah. I agree with everything you both have said. And just the conversations that you start to have – I was having brunch on the weekend with some friends, fellow footy girls, um, and we started speaking about uh, some adversity some of us had faced at work. Um, And it's just the fact that we can each point to specific instances or conversations where, um, you know, you can now say, well, that's actually, that wasn't right or that was really hard to make them understand or um, no, you've got to stand up for yourself on this point. Uh, So... I think the sense of uh, unity um, is really is really something. And I think we're having much more nuanced conversations as well, especially in terms of Me Too and um, talking about all the subtleties of the way that women walk through the world compared to men and the way that women experience not being as powerful um, in the world. And, it, and it's not just black and white and, and, and actually – saying these subtleties of the way that you're raised as a girl, the messages that you um, get taught, the lessons you get taught, that, that all these subtle things do feed into a greater thing and you can't just call people snowflakes and you can't just write mm. it off because it isn't a big thing. Oh, well, you weren't abused in this way, therefore you can't have an issue, you know, that – that all that stuff makes up the bigger picture and it's important and you and and I think we're starting to learn that language I think more people are starting to learn that language and and see it as important 
it's in the subtle things for sure. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to know that you can't have a president say, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> grab someone by the... But <laughs> it's... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, onward <laughs> and upward. Yes. Highs and lows, much like the AFLW experience. Yes. In my, in my limited experience. So... Avid listeners will have noticed that we do have the third guest here in Megan Markle McDonald. <laughs> um, I always fancied Harry. You know, <laughs> you know, Meg. Unfortunately, in this AFLW world, there are casualties. Do listings? <laughs> They're doing listings. <laughs> That's a nicer word um, than casualties. Um, yeah, so you were delisted at the end of the last season and so you're here with us and frankly, podcasting is better than playing. Not that I can compare it to playing, but in my mind it is. So just shut up if it's not. <laughs> well, it remains to be seen, but um, hopefully less tears. Hopefully some similar highs. Um, less hits. I won't promise that. More goals. That'd be great. That way you probably don't get as delisted as <laughs> other, as otherwise. <laughs> no, no, happy to be here. Um, those who can't play a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too soon. Too soon? Oh, no. I hope I haven't um, offended uh, my new community by saying that. I actually have a great sense of imposter syndrome even being here. So, um, no, yeah, um, Ask away about it if you want, but uh, it was yeah a great experience. My uh, AFLW season one. Hopefully that's not the end of it, but um, hard work to do in the meantime. Mm. But in like in all seriousness, how how was that time for you? That 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 kind of delisting, then the trade period coming along, and do you think that? Do you think that girls that were in play um, were prepared for, for, for it? Um, in short, uh, perhaps perhaps not. Um, I think the nature of the competition um, in its infancy and all that, the level of professionalism, you've got the girls at the top end who have managers who traditionally conduct that period of time mm. for players, if you're looking at the men's competition. And certainly um, I, I did not and I think the majority of, of girls didn't. And so you're probably hearing things directly from the club that would generally be heard by the man. No one's cushioning the blow when they say things. Um, oh, not even when they say things, but you're sort of having to negotiate and sort of stand up for yourself and – listen to criticism and all that sort of stuff um, straight from the list manager or from the coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's uh, that's tough, especially when you're only, I mean, played footy for a year or a year and a bit. Um, so I'd be certainly encouraging girls um, to, to get to management um, just to help with that sort of thing. But, you know, I learnt from it at the same time and no hard feelings. Just, um, yeah, it's it's a lesson for sure. Yeah, I just feel like it's a really um, harsh introduction to what is a semi-professional league. Like it's it's like the, the clubs are behaving like 
they do in the men's competition and yet the men's competition has had decades to get to that point where it's it is horse trading mm. <laughs> and the the girls have been thrust into this environment that's really really cutthroat and you know what systems are in place for for the people that haven't been able to get back onto a list and things like that yeah and it's the first time any of us are playing without choosing the club that we play for mm. um yeah and having a position at their club no matter what now might not be in the first um if you want to call it that, it might not be in the best of the best team, but you have the opportunity to prove yourself sort of constantly and you can be a part of that club in in different capacities, whereas this one's just, you know, it's up to someone else really. Mm. And you get cut loose. You don't get to hang, hang around. I can still be a part of it and, and, and work your way back in. It's that real, yeah, cutthroat, this is the end of the line stuff. And I think it for me it's... Um, as a step removed from that and feeling a somewhat protective motherly feeling towards it. lots of footy players. I just feel like it's, um, what did you call it? A harsh reality, but yeah, it, it, it is kind of, um, transforming women's relationship with footy, which traditionally has been one you do out of love and yes, a sense of competitiveness, but, but because of a love of the sport into turning it really into quite transactional and um, you are just kind of a product. And, yeah, that to me is quite sad and scary and and also kind of walks in the in the face of what um, we otherwise are seeing AFLW to be, which is much more kind of a touchy-feely footy experience yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. compared to um, AFLM. So. I mean, we're pushing for it to be as professional as possible and that's certainly part of it, but it's, um, yeah, it's a harsh uh, transition. Yeah, and I think also what you were saying before about the semi-professionalism is that to be this reality of being, yeah, horse-traded when you're still having to work full-time and, yeah. and, and support yourself but then can be told, well, we've, we're trading you interstate or, yeah. you know, is – or your only option is to be traded into state or we're going to be really annoyed with you or whatever it is. Like that's 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 different when you're still earning a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. Yeah. You, you hear that differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you, you, you earn And I guess the other thing um, obviously in the men's comp is that contracts are for longer whereas this is a year at a time. So yeah. at least for the immediate, for the last year and this year, it's um, open slather I think. Mm. You know, you can – go anywhere now that you know you don't want to overlook list building as a you know you want to invest in in the girls and that sort of thing and I'm sure clubs are trying to do that but there'll be a huge degree of uncertainty I think in a you know two three months time again yeah especially mm. with expansion yeah um if they introduce salary cap it'll mm. be uh mm. it'll be full on and I just my overall impression I haven't sat down and done a list on the numbers, sorry. Um, but my overall impression was that the the girls traded and and um, the, the sorry the girls that came in with the new girls that came in with the draft were mostly young under a you know youth girls top tra- age yep. top age um, coming up into the senior system or um, cross coders mm-hmm. with only really a, a, a spackling of of um, mature age footballers who'd been in the footy system for a long time and even those ones there were a few that had nominated to move interstate or yeah we, you know there was a couple that went to gws mm. so I it's going to be interesting how we how we see that 
um, unfold through the season, whether that's going to ha- look good at the end, whether we're going to see a lot of girls who are, you know, 18, 19 come in and whether they can hold their own. Because, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, I want them to do well. There's, don't get me wrong, I do want them to do well, but I feel a little bit cynical that maybe a lot of them, uh, the pace is going to, that, that, that jump up in pace is going to be a difficult transition. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. It, you, you speak about the, the sort of kind of players that were that were drafted and I think in Victoria at least not, I hope this is true, not a single girl who got delisted from a Victorian club got picked back up in the draft. Um, mm. And you would think that having the AFL experience is, is an advantage but mm. um, they're looking for, they're looking far and wide for as much talent potential as they can get so... Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't speak well to what's kind of going to happen in the next year, where you know we're going to have all these new VFL sides come along, and a lot of pressure put on players in in that boat who were delisted or who are looking to be drafted and will be enticed to come and play it. You know, Essendon, Collingwood, Carlton, Richmond. Who are the others? Of the other two, yeah, St yeah. Kilda, Geelong, St Kilda, Geelong. Basically, every yeah Melbourne-based <laughs> club has a VFL team now. Yeah, um, you know, and they, they, there'll be uh, there'll be conversations had between list managers. Come and play with us. Prove yourself. Then we'll pick you up in the draft. But the experience from this year was not necessarily that if you prove yourself in the winter season, you'll get picked up. So, I just hope that girls walk into these situations with their eyes open and um, with a with a Good level of scepticism about what's being said to them. Yeah. Anyway, that is in the past now. We'll see how these decisions unfold and whether some list managers get a bottle of champagne on their desk on a Monday morning or not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) None from me, but, you know. (laughs) So, how are we feeling about AFLW2? Oh, pretty excited. After that conversation. (laughs) No, No, very excited. I'm so excited to see the standard uh, go up from everything that you hear. Um, girls that are training just say it's you know gone to another level. And just well, I don't think the thirst for watching women play footy has gone anywhere. So, If anything, I think that there were lots of people in the community who felt like last year it, it, they missed it. Like mm. um, by the time they were like, we should go to a game and then it was over and so they've been waiting these 10 months for it to come back and um, – you know, the, the, I read something today about they still, you know, they think that Friday night's game will be another lockout and that game at Fremantle, uh, Fremantle round versus two. Collingwood mm. round two sold, how, you know, 40,000 tickets. So, that uh, Yeah. And, and climbing. 50. Yeah. Get on a plane. Oh, I just <laughs> think that's going to be unreal to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if Freo kick a few goals. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I think the excitement's there and... I just have been counting down the seconds, really. Because there's been some, there's been some talk that there's been a bit of a lack of publicity for AFLW two. And, and look, I, I must admit, I'm I kind of do exist in a women's footy yeah. bubble because I, I find, think it's yeah. been everywhere. Yeah, I know. And then I'm like, is it just because I follow them all on Instagram and I <laughs> and I only read. I find it really hard to get perspective on it because yeah. I'm just consuming it all day, all every, the time. Day. Yeah. every day, every day. Countdowns, mm. well, just countdowns. <laughs> mm. Count, oh, countdowns and 
number of training sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Tick off our great sixth training session. Well done. <laughs> um, but I think <laughs> – Not bitter. <laughs> no. I was all right by the sixth one. <laughs> I was like, surely they are not going to be counting. Oh, no, yep, every single one. <laughs> Because look, I, I'm I'm also not a big consumer of mainstream media television. Yeah. I, I don't I don't watch TV, so I can't really comment on if it's been publicised or not. But you know, the the launch was huge on mm. Tuesday. Um, I, I feel like it's been everywhere. I um I don't know. I I don't think it's been lacking. Necessarily. No, I, I think it's probably less from last year, but I feel like there was a bigger thing that had to happen last year and that it kind of needed to be explained to the public and, and conceptualised to the public before it happened so that there was excitement in the air and they haven't had to do that because they've got, you know, it, it, it is firmly in the minds of people what it is and the images are already there. Um, yeah, I've cer- I've certainly, you know, I watched a lot of tennis. I, di- I definitely saw a few AFLW ads through that or even, you know, I think there was a few interviews during that. Uh, Darcy's face seems to be on every, like, phone box and tram stop I go <laughs> past. My mum sent me a picture of her in the Sydney uh, underground subway with next to a picture of Darcy. So... <laughs> I don't know if she's got brand recognition in Sydney, but anyway, she's up there too. So, um, selling special K. Um, look, it, it, it's probably less from last year, but I haven't noticed it. Mm. I'm sitting in with a paper in front of me. A few pages on it. <laughs> a few pa- and it's got, you know, the lift down and a few pages in the back. You know, it's it's been around. Shout out though to Fox Fox's ad that they've been running. Do you know oh, the one? I haven't seen. I don't have Fox Dolly. Oh, oh, I'm going to record it and then link I, it to you. I hope you know that I'm going to be at your house a lot. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be at the games, but you can be at the house. <laughs> no, they, they ran, they've been running an ad for a couple of months now. Um, and whoever does it, I'm sure it's the same person that does the packages for AFL 360. Whoever that person is, you are Fox that footy. good at a package. I can't even. Fox Footy does a good package. I don't, yeah. Yep. I was thinking, and I, I want you guys to brainstorm this with me. JC, you'd be familiar with the uh, Bechdel test. In <laughs> oh, am I familiar with the Bechdel test? Excuse Did me. I see Fun Home on Broadway in New York in 2016? <laughs> I don't so, know what that reference is, but yes, I do know the Bechdel test. Thank <laughs> yes. you. So in cinema, uh, the Bechdel test is two women, two female characters who are named have to have a conversation with each other that doesn't involve talking about a man. And if that happens in the film, then the film passes the Bechdel test. So if we were Which being filmed right now, tick. Tick. That's right. I, yeah. I just – should we bring in a kind of Bechdel test for AFLW media coverage? Oh, so when they're not like Daisy is the judd of the – or whether they have to do yeah. those c- comparisons to, to men's footy. Because in, like, initially, like I was thinking of the parameters, I was thinking, okay, if it's written by a man, immediately out. <laughs> but then I, thought, <laughs> then I thought, hashtag not all men, mm-hmm. it's a bit hard. <laughs> so then I was thinking, okay, it can be written by a man, but it must contain a direct quote from a female player or administrator slash coach. So are we doing just written... Well, media or well, <laughs> <laughs> I 
No. <laughs> so do you mean any commentary team if there's only yeah. one female on it? Yes. Yeah. We can expand it out. To, look, we're just we're just kicking it around here. Okay. I'll keep an so eye if out. So if there's a commentary box and there are three men and one woman, one woman, we Failed. meet. So you Failed. can't even say one woman because you're that. I'm far so advanced. into more <laughs> than one woman. <laughs> that I can only say women. One woman. One woman. <laughs> Okay, I like it. We can I mean, if every single uh, – if it doesn't pass, just go away. <laughs> no, because then we're not going to be able to watch anything or read anything or do anything. Um, and then I was like, what would we call this test? Ooh. The Kelly Underwood? <laughs> the Underwood. Underwood test. Mm. Wood okay. under. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I don't think that so passes. <laughs> We've got, we've got a little project. We've got a little project for the next week. We have to we have to come up with the parameters for the Underwood test. Okay. So as we approach AFLW two, we've got some uh, little rule changes. Mm. I was hoping they were going to bring in an extra week and have finals, but they they didn't do that. Oh gosh. But uh, it was on the cards for a hot minute, wasn't it? I, th- mm. I, think, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Um, there's a they brought in a last touch rule. Which Loz Arnell, very astute reader of the game, mm. actually clarified it on the women's footy show on Sunday, saying it's actually a last possession rule. So mm. if you if it's a handball or a kick that goes out of play untouched, then it's a free kick against you. Mm. Yeah, not just I fumbled the ball over the line or I smothered the ball or I spoiled the ball. It's it's that. Yeah. So when you think about the number of times that actually happens in a game, it's actually not no. Many, I don't think. No. I think we kind of you almost saw it last year in the men's game with the how deliberate out of bounds was being paid. So I think yeah. it look Completely kind of similar, similar. to that. Mm. Yeah. Um they've also brought in two minutes two minutes of time on, which I think is mm. good as well. It's yeah. fifteen minute quarters, they just seemed Fly by. Brief. Yeah, too short. And mm. you halfway through a quarter, you're two goals down and you you're done. Mm. And they've also reduced the number of players from 22 to 21. So 16 players still on the field, but there are now five on the bench instead of six. I don't really understand the rationale behind that because I felt like last year in the heat of summer there were, you know, that girls looked done <laughs> by the first, yeah. fourth quarter. So I don't know. In in my reading up about it and, and the rule change, the rationale was that there was – the sixth player was getting really limited game time, like 30 to 40% game time or something really low. Mm, so okay. I think it's probably, more than anything, I think it's probably just another measure to open the game up. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, same. and um, I think the one thing I've noticed even in watching the practice matches is the conditioning of the girls looks mm. just... They're fit. They, they are, are so trim. Fit. Yeah. <laughs> really trim. Um, so Eliso day. Shout out to Elise. <laughs> Kate Shiller, if you listen to this, you know how I feel about your f- new physique. <laughs> um. <laughs> the age today said she'd been delisted. So. <laughs> oh, I know. No, and they must have got that off somewhere else because she said she was listed. Anyway, she was listed somewhere as delisted. Mm. No. So I think there was concern that they've increased, probably increased game time, but limited you know, decrease the number of players, but it uh, looks like they'll be ready to cope with it, I reckon. But as as someone that actually played the 16 aside... I played 100% game time. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. 
But experiencing playing 16 aside in the height of summer, what do you, how do you feel about them having one less rotation? And to be honest, I think, I think it will be fine. I remember feeling more spent during the 20-minute VFL quarters yep. than the shorter AFLW ones with less players on the ground, though. Um, having said that, hopefully conditioning-wise... You know, maybe I should have been getting up and down the ground a little bit more. But um, I think um, I think it'll be fine. It also, I mean, shout out to the girls that miss that miss out on selection. The sense of community will be much greater now that there are nine of you <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of five. It yeah. was last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Meg. Yeah. New season of this AFL life and a new permanent co-host thank you which means a new segment yes look <laughs> this one i i wow not a whole lot of thought has gone into it so a taskmaster is it no. <laughs> you know what i find in my life the less thought the better um and i've received a lot of a lot of that kind of feedback in football <laughs> in my personal life in my professional life don't overthink it, Meg. Don't overthink it, Meg. Less thought, more play. Mm. So, that's what we're going to do. All right, we are going to play uh, Would You Rather. Oh, hello. What? Now, if you have somehow made it through life to the point where you're listening to this podcast and you've never played Would You Rather, I, I don't know how you've done it. But <laughs> for those people, I'll give you a quick rundown. It's a simple game. It's largely self-explanatory. I'll give you two things. Probably not people. Probably things. <laughs> Um, situations, um, skills, and uh, you can debate which one you prefer. Uh, quick disclaimer. Now, because the game's about saying one thing is better than another thing, it's going to be difficult not to offend people, but I'm trying to phrase the statements in a way that uh, people are okay with. Well, isn't it about our personal taste It's as about well. our personal taste, and I just want to say there will be no ranking. <laughs> there will be no ranking system. <laughs> All right, don't rank Just, on this side right. of life. Bring it. Bring okay, it, all right, bring all right. It. You understand how it works. Okay, now, first one, we're going to do a shout out to a past host of the show, Darcy V, at Darcy V. Would you rather have Darcy's goal kicking prowess or her Instagram account? Oh. <laughs> if I have Darcy's Instagram account, mm-hmm. do I have Darcy's face? No, I was going to say, like, her mad genius as well. Um, (laughs) Mate, she doesn't need that many more compliments. Come on. Um, Well, I guess, yes. If you're you're saying captions, mad genius, um, creative direction, yeah, you you get the whole thing. Okay. But do you have the Instagram without the goal kicking? That's the... That's my... Definitely. It's one or the I'm other. I'm going to go the Instagram. Oh, I'm I ta- see where your value's like. I'm taking the goal kicking. I'm taking the goal kicking the too. The Instagram account looks like it takes a long time to curate. And... Um, Whereas goal kicking, she just woke up with that overnight. Well, really, she <laughs> really hasn't invested in it at all. <laughs> Seriously, what? She's got the ball in her hand for two seconds? What? Like <laughs> um, no. I'm going to go with you on that one. I back my own Instagram account in and... Uh, yeah. Wouldn't mind kicking a few more goals. At Maggie Laura. All right. So we're going to go with question two. Would you rather cop a Don't Argue from Brie Davey or a Specky from Aaron Phillips? <laughs> Both demoralising. <laughs> Which one would you prefer? Specky. 
I think. Oh. It's the, it's the element of surprise, you, you know, you'd. Oh, so your intention, <laughs> you haven't been completely outplayed. You were just. Yeah, it's just like, I'm there. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I have to disagree again. I want the don't argue. Is, it, is that what we're calling it? Yeah, we're calling it. Yeah. Because that's kind of over in a second. And it's not going to be replayed when they try and do Woolworths. Yeah. Mark of the year. And that's over in a second. Whereas with the the specky, mm. and I'm thinking of a particular specky that she took. Hello, Melissa Hickey. If you're listening, up, we're you, going to ask you later. Yeah, you think, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the drop <laughs> zone. I'm in the drop zone. And then mm. you just feel these little two little kneecaps on your back and you're like, oh, good. You've clearly been. never been under a specky because it doesn't feel like, oh, just two little kneecaps. It's I've out. I've been under plenty, I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, defend our life. Yeah, and you know, like you see the ball has gone over your head and you know you're not getting it. It's this really kind of like deflating moment. Mm. So I, I, I would pref- much prefer a little little hand on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the person that hasn't played as much football as you see. <laughs> my opinion, because I'm going to give it anyway, I've had a few don't argues from Bria or at least some failed tackles. So better the devil you know I'm going to go with. I'll take the, another one of them. All right, question number three. Daisy Pierce. Oh, inspired. <laughs> Daisy Pierce, inspired by Julia Kiera. <laughs> as are, as like are many perfume. people. So, <laughs> yeah, Daisy, great off both sides of her body. Would you rather her left foot or her right foot? While you're thinking, I'm just going to give myself a pat on the back because mm-hmm. we've gone, first two questions have divided. <laughs> mm. Well, it depends on the situation, surely. If she's going to deliver a don't argue and spin out of trouble and kick a goal in the third quarter of a grand final, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with their left foot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Julia? Well, going back in time to my playing days, I would have said her left foot because I felt like my right foot was all right. Mm. Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, can't kick on my left to save herself. So I'd take that very precise daisy left any day. Yeah, left for me too. I feel like there's potential on my right to, to improve. My left has yet to make its debut in a football match. All right, um, question number four. Oh, we've got five, by the way, but this is the fourth. We've brought to you by someone else, Hickey's Guns or Aaron's Calves. It's Aaron Phillips' Calves. Great idea. That question was inspired by a different co-host. Guns. Yeah, I'd All about the aesthetic. The guns. Guns I'd take too. the guns because my son weighs like 17 kilos and I feel like I'd really put them to work. Hey, Tobes. Hey, Tobes. <laughs> I love right, you. Guns. Um, I don't know. I think those calves get her pretty high off the ground. Mm. I'm going to go calves on this one. And final question. This one is about the weekend. Lockout or lock in? So lockout, you miss Carlton Collingwood on Friday night because you've been locked out. Or lock in, you can watch any... AFL match, AFLW match for the whole season, but you're locked into watching it at the Holden Centre. <laughs> what? I don't yeah. understand the so question. So you miss Friday night's match, but the rest of the season is available to you. Or you can watch Friday night's match, any match, but it's played at the Holden Centre. Uh, uh, oh, that question's heft. Um, <laughs> well, I'd, All right, I, disregard the question. I, I no, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's in, I can't choose. That's what I mean. I'd take the I'm locked out yeah. of, of this Friday. I think I'm locked, I I'm locked hate out. that place. Sorry. Sun. The s- no shade. It's, the sun, it's very hard to get high enough to have an excellent view. But it's one of my favourite spots in the entire city, so it's tough. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's the end of Would You Rather. Um, send in your uh, suggestions for next week because that took me about two weeks. Five, <laughs> five of them. We're all about the new segments in season three. Mm. This is called JC No Filter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I did joke and I have been uh, – it has been pointed out to me by several different people that since having um, – Chemotherapy. I seem to not be sugarcoating the things I say anymore, and I'm being very blunt. I will blame the chemo, but really, I'm just becoming more of a bitch. Really, <laughs> um, bitches get stuff done um, in my old age. So, yeah. Hashtag no filter. Look, this is going to lead into what we're about to speak about in a second, which is uh, the first game of the round, Carlton vote Collingwood. All right. Everyone's aware that last year it was a lockout. Did you know it was a lockout yet last year? Yeah, it was a lockout last year. Gil McLaughlin had to go out and apologise to people. The game is uh, going to be at the exact same ground and we still cannot buy tickets. Okay? Lots of things can be said about not being able to buy a ticket. We spoke about it last season, about how it devalues the game, how when you, know, when you have to uh, pay money to go and see the JLT game but... But, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, the women's game is free. What are the subtle and not very subtle messages that's sending you about the women's game? But the thing I'm really thinking about this year is, and we touched on it before with the Daisy left-right left right foot thing, is that uh, since I have had cancer, I had a big surgery and I've had a lot of nerve damage to my right leg and my right foot. So I can't walk um, as well as I would like and I can't uh, walk for a long time. I can't stand for a long time. And there's lots of things that now I have to think about when I'm planning activities. So it's really, you know, my leg is doing pretty well and it, it, it has really re- improved. But for a while there, you know, I really had to, and, and, and now, but it was worse before, um, I really had to rethink about the way I organise myself. And for me, I've really had to think about this game and go, well, how early can I get there? How long can I stand in line? If I was in a wheelchair and I cannot buy a ticket and assure myself that I can actually get into the ground and get a spot where my wheelchair has access to and fits, you can't do that. And so the more I've thought about it, the more I feel like I understand. To me, it's like the football equivalent of the hipster restaurant that doesn't take any buildings. (laughs) The only people that can go are... People without kids, without disabilities who can stand on the street for 90 minutes and that makes it exclusive and it makes it cool and it means that you're only getting the cool cats in there. And to me, I feel like that is the opposite of what AFLW has tried to be and what it has meant to people. It has brought lots of different people back to the sport. It has been much more inclusive. So not letting people buy tickets excludes lots of people, not just people with disabilities, but older people that don't like to have to get there at four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it is. I don't know if that has actually been thought through by anyone at at AFL. And now that I'm in this position, it's something I've thought through and I'm kind of ashamed that I never really thought about it before. Um, yeah, but that is my no filter for this week. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So round one. <laughs> Woo. It's going to kick off on Friday night, February 2, Icon Park, Carlton v Collingwood on Channel 7 and Foxtel. 
What do we think? Oh, I'll be there. Is that what we think? <laughs> Are we talking results, expectations of the night? Well, I really feel like the spotlight is on Carlton to prove that the type of trading and drafting they did is going to pay off. Um, so they um, – In a word, you'd say aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it was very aggressive, but but it was very different to how other clubs did it. So mm. they traded away a lot of their early round draft picks to get Nicola Stevens, mm-hmm. and then they traded Bella Air and Nat Exxon to Brisbane in order to get Taylor Harris. Now – you know those two th- those two um, players definitely create you know a part of a spine of a, a team, and that's certainly what you want to be creating. But um, I had remarked it, uh, last season that I felt like they were giving up an awful lot in order to get those two players, and now we're going to see whether it really is going to pay off. And they didn't have a you know they didn't have the early round draft picks that other teams do, so now we get to see whether it's going to work. Um, Collingwood, on the other hand, got had you know they got Chloe Malloy in. They got Darcy Gutridge. Unfortunately, she broke a collarbone in the um, uh, in the practice match. They traded in Jamie Lambert, which I think is I hope is going to be a really great really get good for get. her. Really good. Um, get. She kicked a great goal in the practice match. She, um, you know, I can picture her on Icon Park against the Bulldogs. Oh, sorry, when she was playing with the Bulldogs, kicking a great goal from. Um, quite far out in the pocket. Um, she's you know, very good at football. Yeah, she's very good at football. And, um, you know, we ho- I hope I really see a standout season from her. So, you know, uh, last year the Blues really ran away with it. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Collingwood, you know, in that second half of the practice match against Melbourne really stepped up. I think Caitlin Edwards was looking really good. Uh, I'm sure you've all heard about Mo Hope's increased fitness this year and that she's, uh, you know, she had injuries last year. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, it's no secret that, that Al and I are Carlton fans. I hope they win. But I'm not convinced. Both teams' forward lines are potent. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, goals are plenty, I should think. And I was really looking forward to seeing Ash Brazel, but she's mm. not playing round one. Yeah. She's got hamstring tightness. I did not know that. Mm. I read that today, so that's a shame. But I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing her in action. Yeah. She, she's uh, one of a few of the uh, cross-coders that Collingwood have, have brought in. Mm. I, I, I reckon she's going to be a jet. Yeah, and all... The things I read said that, you know, she she had played a lot of football until kind of moving into netball. So a different experience to the other the cross-coders who might be learning it uh, afresh as an, as um, coming across from the other sports. I'm interested to see who they'll put on Darcy considering what she did to them uh, last year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not sure. And then obviously we spoke about how um, – potent their forward line is they've got plenty of other people to um, watch out for of course Taylor's posing a huge threat so um, I want to yeah I want to see those key matchups yeah Um, I'm because I'm wondering are they gonna are they gonna play Darcy further up the ground like they're gonna have Taylor deep Um, you know where does Kate Sheilor play it's yeah I can't wait Mm. the the other person I didn't I mentioned is Bianca Jacobson, who was traded um, to Melbourne, who, again, was another one who took a lot of contestant marks last year, and I can picture her taking a great one in that game. So it's a it's a slightly different-looking Carlton. I think um, are they going to push Nick Stevens around so that Davey can go in the midfield or vice versa? Or, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, 
they got talent to burn. We'll see if it how they go. Are we doing predictions? I don't tip, so no. Okay. <laughs> I think after our terrible year last year, we'll just send out general vibes, yep. and then no one can prove us wrong because yes. we were so terrible at it. Well, um, if there's one thing you've learned from season one, it's who the knows what's going to happen. No. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's just too. It's too unknown. No, yeah. and if and if last year's kind of practice matches how they worked out, you know, um, Frio um, belted Adelaide and then maybe Melbourne lost to Carlton. And oh, they got annihilated like, by yeah, Carlton. Yeah, yeah, and then round one started and it was all different. And this year we've had Carlton beat Western Bulldogs. Um, the Pies just pipped Melbourne, but only once Melbourne stars went off the field. So, look, based on that, who, who the hell knows? But um, I... I feel like the Pies have a lot to prove. I think playing in that game and not walking away with the win would really sting. Um, and I, yeah. I guarantee it'll be more contested than last year. Mm. Or a tighter contest. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, matches that sting, Melbourne v GWS, I'm sure <laughs> they would really like to reverse uh, the result from last year where, mm. where the Giants upset them in the wet. I reckon this is going to be another really even one too. I reckon GWS have done really well with their recruiting, mm. I think. Got some um, mature heads up there. I'm really wrapped for Courtney Gum coming over from, from SA. I reckon mm. that's a really great get. Tanya Hetherington, really cool head down back. Mm. they got a really good engine room. Renee Forth is back. Eva. <laughs> Alicia Eva. Just so that, good. Just, <laughs> yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, they've got a new coach that seems to have refreshed the bunch and – yeah, look, I think it, so many things are ranking them that they're going to finish dead last again, and I'm not, I'm not too certain yeah, about that. Disagree. They, um, well, I, we just said that practice matches aren't a predictor, but they were very convincing winners against Brisbane, um, who you know last year finished in the grand final. So I think they're going to be super competitive. Sorry, competitive is such a backward, backhanded compliment. I take that. Yeah, back. it's like, <laughs> it's like um, you've got great potential. You won't get yeah, rolled. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not you, it's me. Um, but it's mostly you. It's it's that I can't stand you. That's what it is. Um, I, yeah, I think the psychology of it for Melbourne is huge. I mean, mm. not only did they – it was an upset when they lost to GWS last time, but on top of that, their round one last year at Casey was the same. Mm, yeah. um, hopefully for Melbourne it doesn't rain, rain. No, I'm looking at the bomb right now. 26 – 10% chance of any rain. Then again, I'm sure they're probably come back, they're going to come back as the best wet weather team in the comp. Yeah, I know. The way they go Every time it. it's been raining, they've been training in it. <laughs> yeah. No, great game. For me, I, I would be uh, favouring Melbourne in this game just from watching their practice game and kind of looking at their kind of potency going forward. Um Tegan Cunningham was really impressive in that game. She kicked three goals. Alyssa Mifswood, you know, was really starting to come on at the end of last year. Um, Alicia Newman's got another year in, in her as a small forward and she was getting, you know, looking very exciting towards the end well, of the AFLW. she is that fast. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Amazing. So, um, yeah, they just look like – and Bianca Jacobson is there now. So, they just look like they've got more avenues to goal and, and really look that much more aggressive. Whereas GWS, you know, Phoebe McWilliams did really well at centre-half four there last year. But I'm not sure where the rest of the goals are going to come yeah. from mm. in comparison. I don't know so if Beck like Prive will play oh, yeah. forward. I think she kicked a goal or a few yeah, in the practice did. game. Um, 
but I take your point. But I favour Melbourne for the whole competition, so I, I think they'll get it done. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But look, I look forward to GWS surprising me and there being a gun forward in there that I've just not picked up on. Yep. Then Saturday night, Norwood Oval, 6.45 local time is grand final rematch Adelaide mm. v Brisbane. Yeah, look, that's exciting. The, the scheduling of this first round is just kind of great. Yeah. Um, look, uh, at the AFLW launch yesterday, all the captains were asked for their tips and um, funnily enough, none of the captains seemed to tip Adelaide to, to be um, – you know, winning the premiership or even being in the grand final, I think. Perhaps one maybe said that? I think they got one. I think they, they got, got one, one vote for the Was win. Was it from the Adelaide captain? Uh, it's um, anonymous, so <laughs> possibly. Um, yeah, and I think that would, uh, you know, stir up the little some footy cliche. Don't poke the reigning premiers. Yes, yes, don't poke the reigning premiers. I think they proved everyone wrong last year and I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. Um but, look, they had some pretty exciting recruits um, in terms of the under-18s coming through there. Jessica Allen, who was the under-18s eight, under All-Australian. Ruck is in the team. Her sister Sarah is uh, in the team as well. Out of Sanctum, I've already talked about the fact that the two set of sisters in the oh, yeah. whole... Uh, Sarah thing. and Jessica. Uh, yes, which is just weird. Ridiculous. Parents, mix up your names. More Talia's, thanks. But I think that's going to – she's supposedly <laughs> an exciting <laughs> – Give me a second. Good. <laughs> um, you know, a really exciting player and will really compliment Rihanna Metcalf, who I felt like, you know, was kind of underrated last year. I just love watching Chelsea Randall. I'm just looking oh. at my notes and I've written chameleon. <laughs> she can play Is anywhere. She? Yeah. She can oh, do anything. I'm so excited to watch Eb Marinoff. Because oh, yeah. yes. um, she's had the pleasure of playing with her um, for the VFL season And I think she speaks of the development that she she found through that experience And she was hitting some kicks in that practice match that looked um, looked excellent So I think she's just going to go I mean, how can you improve from being the rising star? But I'm sure she'll find a way Yeah But uh, Brisbane, you know, I'm excited to see those two Carlton girls go up to Brisbane and what they do. You know, yeah. Nat Exxon, you know, this last year was only her first year of footy. She's got – she's so tough and fast. Her skills by foot are great. Um, you know, I really look forward to see what she brings to that team. I know it's only 16 aside, but thinking of Kate McCarthy on one wing and Nat Exxon on the other, like full mm. race to the goal square. Um, and and, and Cashy. And Cashy. And Cashy. Well. Oh, sorry, Cashy. Um, <laughs> and Bella Air, you know, she was really, we were really starting to see what she could do as well. So another year ahead. Um, I think that that's going to be a great compliment to Sabrina Frederick Torb down forward and kind of makes up in part of the, you know, Taylor Harris leaving. Um, it's, oh, look, it's, oh, no. Oh, I meant to mention my favourites, not there. Sam Virgo. Oh, yes. Mm. I think we just, we have to have a, a just a moment for, for Sam. Yeah. She did her ACL. Sorry, she's not dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but she's not in this season. But I, you know, love watching her last year and thought she really um, brought that defence together. So, yeah, they'll miss her back there this year. <clears throat> and the final game of the round on Sunday at 
out at VU Witten Oval is the Western Bulldogs v Frio. Mm, family friendly time. At 4th, 4.35 <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> what? A, <laughs> well, this is an interesting as a first round game because I think last year, maybe when we did this podcast, we would have said that these two were the premiership contenders. Yeah. And then last year they would have both had disappointing seasons by their own standards and now they're meeting again in round one. So they're both coming into this with heaps to prove, show that they've improved, um, that they've brought in new girls and, and got them into their system well. We'll see. I think, um, you know, it would be great to see Katie Brennan just have the season that we all know that she can have. Yeah. Um yeah. And start, you know, start that um, on Sunday afternoon. But Frio, um, you know, have had injuries, which is a real yeah, shame. Yeah, so disappointing. Um, Kiara Bowers, who missed last season, who was their marquee for last season and missed it with an ACL, she she won't be back in um, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. I think they said later in the season. Mm. And also Kirby Bentley too, she's going to miss the whole season. And Gibson's not mm. going to start round one, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. hip flexor or hip something. Hip flexor, yeah. Flexor. And she could miss the season, according to the tabloid. So, um, yeah, look, I, I, I want to see Freo up and firing. You know, Western Australian footy has been really exciting and the fact that it can't be pulled together at Freo. Um, you know, we talked last year about how some of their – um, you know, A-grade players have gone elsewhere, but it would, you know, it's I want to see that team firing and, and, and you know, I, I hope that it's going to happen on Sunday, but I'm not sure it is. Mm. I think they're going to – I think they're going to have a really improved mm. season. I think they've got a couple of advantages. One of them is that they can just quietly go about their business out west and no mm. one really knows what they're up to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but – just in the context of WA, I mean, they still have that whole state to draw mm. from. Mm. And every, every woman that plays footy in that state, mm. it's like, well, I want to put my hand up and play. And I think everyone would have been busting their gut to get into that Frio team. Mm. I think it would have lifted the standard of WA footy right across the board. And mm. I reckon they're going to be the big improvers. Yeah, I hope you're right. I suppose on a personal note, I, you know, there's been a lot coming out of the Bulldogs about their changing game style um, that I think they've spoken about how they're going to kick the footy a little bit more um, and they got some excellent, obviously excellent draft picks. Their midfield bats deeper than most, I would say. Um, So it'll be interesting if that midfield can connect to the forward line um, that I think that was probably one of the key issues. So if they can make that happen, they'll be very, very dangerous. Yeah. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing if they can if they can do that. Yeah, and look, I <laughs> I was a bit critical of the Bulldogs last year and it's and all everything I'm reading about how they've tried to change the program, um tried to change the um I guess the relationships, connections within the club, the culture within the club was kind of everything I felt was wrong last year. So I hope that yeah, that they have kind of got that part right in terms of trying to rectify it. Um because you know, the Bulldogs, I found it hard to watch the Bulldogs last year because I felt like them and Melbourne had really carried women's footy for a, f- a few years in getting at the profile that it did and it deserved to enjoy some success and um, wasn't getting it. So, um, 
I hope that they are not going to do that thing where every time the Bulldogs kick a goal, there's fireworks. That was terrible. Because <laughs> really when they <laughs> lost, it really highlighted how few goals they kicked. The lack of fireworks. Yeah, the lack of fireworks. And when they went off, the people sitting in front of them jumped because they just forgot that they were there. Um, they should have done fireworks every time the Bulldogs had a shot at goal because yeah. there would have been a lot more <laughs> yeah. fireworks. <laughs> now, I don't want to put too much pressure on her, but I cannot wait to see Izzy Huntington – in action. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that is me not putting pressure on her. Because yeah, she listens to this AFL life two game, two days before a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the general vibes. Haven't you read The Secret? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, but because uh, I, I had heard her name when she was, you know, just uh, under 18s and – and then, you know, she didn't get to play last year because of injury. So, look, I hope she comes out firing. But as I mentioned, you know, with, with her and Monique Conti and all the other um, players that are coming from under-18s now into senior footy, the, the jump is a, is a large one. So, um, I hope that they all make that jump really well. Um, but some of those girls are going to take games or months or seasons to really meet their potential as in men's footy like yeah you know that that always happens you know you get one 18 year old having an amazing year um or one or two standouts you know in the rising star and everyone else is kind of just slowly developing so i don't think we should expect anything different from women's footy yeah. but having said that i really hope con- considering her everything i've heard about her that she yeah she has an amazing game and year. Well, I reckon that just about does us for our first episode back. Any final thoughts? Do I leave work early on Friday? Yes or no? Mm. See, just let me buy a ticket. Yeah. Just let me buy a ticket. <laughs> like my anxiety about it. Everyone's yeah, anxiety know. about it. Oh, Look, my final thought is... Get along to a game. I'm sick of hearing people from last year who just never got to a game and regretted it. It's only eight weeks. Um, this week there are three Melbourne, three games in Melbourne, but that's not the same every week. So you really need to get it in your calendar and go and um, experience it for real. Um, and if you're already a super fan, well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've done a count. I've gone through the fixture and I think I can make it to 13 games for this season. So yes. Go for it if you want to raise me. Yeah, well, there, there we go. Meg's set a challenge. <laughs> I'm fitting you. I'm missing one because my sister's 21st. Oh, boo. She knows my feelings on that. <laughs> uh, which game is it? Oh, my gosh. It's the big blockbuster. It's Melbourne Bulldogs. Oh. I don't want to talk about it. She's like, but if I make it the next weekend, it's the grand final. I'm like, make it two weekends later. What? <laughs> How much my mum's actually like worded her up like Meg might not be there. I'm like, I'm not going to be the person <laughs> that misses my sister's 21st to watch a football match. What a 21st. Oh, God. It's not like it's a wedding. Um, so, yeah, 13. 13's my aim. I like it. Yes, it's a pleasure to be back. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, give us a shout out on Instagram or Twitter at This AFL Life. Um, help, us, uh, help us with our parameters for the Underwood test. Uh, if you've got some feedback for us. Make sure you subscribe through iTunes or rate us or send us a message with anything you want us to cover. We don't promise to cover it. 
So yeah. Bye. <laughs>